It's post time. Welcome to the ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Post Game Show with your host, fantasy expert and host Jeff Miller, and two-time Super Bowl champion Chicago native Howard Griffith. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Post Game Show, presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears, and brought to you by GetCoveredIllinois.gov, the home loan experts, ComEd's energy efficiency program, and Harry's Razor. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Well, that was an abject failure on so many different levels, and we are here for you tonight on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller, along with two-time Super Bowl champ Howard Griffith, and we're just going to be the couch tonight because this one was a disaster from the outset. No competitive nature at all. The Bears stepped out onto the field, and very quickly it got away from them, and it ended up, I mean, I'm sure most folks, Howard, Felt like this was coming. You could see it coming from a mile away. Right. But 41-25, again, you know, a couple of late meaningless touchdowns. At 40, it was 41 to 10. And let's be honest, at at 27 to 3, it truly felt over in the second quarter. Yeah, this thing's been over. It's been mm-hmm. over for weeks, if not months. I mean, this team is is, is matter of fact, they're they're what we thought. I mean, it, it's problems with this team and you know they went out and proved us all right today yeah again it's there's not a whole lot there's it's getting tiresome too because we can pick apart Mitch Trubisky's flaws we've you know this is just more of the same that we got from him at the beginning of the year this is the reason that he was pulled and Nick Foles really was actually worse um, you know, in his starts for the most part. And now we're at a point now where we're going to dissect some of the more, you know, some more of the bad throws from Mitch, the inability to read. But again, at this point, it really feels like the shift. It, it, it's already been there, but it feels like the microscope now is completely on Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. Because I, I and, and for Matt Nagy, I don't know how you come out in a rivalry game on Sunday night football after the bye week, Howard, Yes. And it's again it's over before halftime. Yeah, that's that's the part that's really disconcerting when you talk about having a bye week, an opportunity to prepare and, and really be able to come up with a scheme that, that should help your team be successful. You're not even competitive. I mean, this game wasn't really even competitive. I mean, Aaron Rodgers pretty much did whatever he wanted to. Uh defensively, you know, they just couldn't get a stop. Yeah, and 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 we know it's going to be again another frustrating aspect. You know that the defense is in for it. They're going to have a difficult time coming into this game. We all knew that was the, going to be the case, and yet still, it's disappointing to see the Packers go down on their their first three drives and score touchdowns, and the defense have nothing really to do to stop them. And then obviously the uh, fumble and the fumble six, you know, again puts the nail in the coffin before before halftime even arrives. Yeah, not a lot, not a lot of positives at all. Um, you talk about not being able to stop the run. You talk about not being able to make plays on the ball. Uh, it was just one of those things that, uh, you know, the Bears really couldn't get anything going in any phase of the game. And, 
you know, it's, it's unfortunate and, and it's painful, but this is what we've been talking about for weeks. I mean, yeah. they were able to get through some games, but they couldn't get through a game like this, not with a, with a quarterback that's going to be comfortable in the pocket, being able to throw receivers all over the place and, and not be harassed. It, it, you can't win a game like that. Yeah, and lack of pass rush. Like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, as you pointed out, had as much time as he wanted. That first touchdown pass, they showed the graphic on NBC, 6.04 seconds before he released the ball in the pocket. And, you know, uh, just 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 so disappointing on so many levels. Then let's let's take it to the Bears' first possession because, you know, I don't know how much of the second half I really want to even talk about because, again, it, the game was over at that point. We were just going through the motions. But the Bears' first possession, David Montgomery rips off a 57-yard run. The Bears, you know, go down. They fail to score a touchdown on that drive. They only get a field goal. But at that point, they have that nice play. And again, David Montgomery finishes the night after a 57-yard run to open up the night for himself with 11 carries, Howard. 11 yeah. carries. I know the game got away from them. But again, these are the things where you have to ask yourself, what is Matt Nagy doing? Like, you knew you probably weren't going to be able to win a shootout with the Packers, so you need to shorten up the game. David Montgomery is your best hope of keeping this game competitive. Right. It's, 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 it's really unbelievable when you think about just the way the season has gone and, and not to be able to make plays and not to be able to, you know, play complementary uh, offense, you know, along with your defense. So, listen, the defense is going to struggle against Aaron Rodgers. That's going to happen. If you don't take the ball away, there's going to be some issues. But you have to be able to limit the possessions of a guy like Aaron Rodgers because if you don't and you can't get to him, we we just saw tonight what the end result ultimately is. Yeah. Just just a disaster again. Bears fall to the Packers 41-25 to again. A couple of late touchdowns that make it seem like it's more competitive. And obviously a 16-point you know, loss is by no means competitive, but 41 to 25, and it was far worse than that. 312, 332, 3776 here for the next two hours with you. Howard Griffith, Jeff Meller. We're taking your phone calls, letting you vent. You can also check us out on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago, inside the Twitch chat room. I'm monitoring your comments there as well. All right, let's uh, let some of the callers have their say, Howard. Let's start off with Jay who is in Glen Ellen. Jay, you are on the Miller Lite Bears postgame show. What's up, my man? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Uh, the reason why I'm calling is, you know, this is the same old thing I've seen for 30 years. You know, I'm a U.S. Marine. I've been watching this game since I was, since 85, since I can remember when I was eight years old. And it's the same business all the time. We get one spoofy year where we do good, and it's the constant same thing. And I know management will never leave, or, or I'm sorry, the owners will never leave. But when can we get rid of Ted Phillips? This has to start from the top, as Sylvie says. It's got to. What do you guys think? Jay, Jay, I appreciate the call. It's always going to be difficult for me, at least my position when it comes down to ownership, um, you know, what ownership needs to do. But, but they do ultimately need to make a decision about what they want their organization to be able to accomplish. And, and, and that's where I'm going to stop. I'm not going to say whether or not ownership is, is poor, whether or not they need to sell the team, get rid of the team. I'm not going to go that far as far as ownership is concerned. 
But what I will say is ownership has to be able to make a clear decision about how they want their franchise to be run if there are owners that are not involved in the day-to-day operations. And I, I hear the sentiment of the fans. The fans want something to happen and want owners to put the ownership to put their foot down and put a winner on the field because this would be an unbelievable town when you win. I mean, we know this. We've watched the Bulls. We've watched the Blackhawks. We've seen the Sox, the Cubs, and the Bears. Mm-hmm. So if you put out the product that's going to, uh, that's going to win, have the opportunity to win championships, people are going to be excited and you're going to make all the money that you want to make. I just don't know if that's where they are because of the the decisions that have been made in the past and where they are right now. But again, I go back to it. They've got to make a decision about what they want to do and what they want to see this franchise look like. Yeah, and look, we're, the end goal, obviously, everyone wants a Super Bowl championship. That's Everybody wants the Lombardi Trophy. You want a, a, uh, you know, a ticker tape parade if, you, you know, if and after the pandemic gets over, you have a vaccine. Everybody's rooting for that. But, you know, it'd also be nice to have some type of sustained excellence where you can yeah. consider yourself a somewhat competitive playoff team for a couple-year str- stretch here. You know, the, even when the Bears – come out of nowhere and have that 12 and four season that ends in a very disappointing, you know, double doink loss at the, at the hands of Cody Parkey, you know, you follow that up with what they have the last couple of years now. And, you know, it just goes to show like, that's the frustrating aspect of it. Every, you know, every seven years you might, you know, jump up out of nowhere and you're able to cobble together an elite defense and, you know, a competent offense, but you know, for it to just wither away, it just goes to show the lack of any real plan that this organization has. And yeah, I know people, you know, have been calling for Ted Phillips's head. The truth is though, I I maintain had they selected the correct general manager, nobody would have cared. Like, you know, I'm sorry. Like pace was the wrong choice at this point. It's become more and more apparent as time has gone on. And if you had selected the correct GM, nobody would have cared about Ted Phillips. Yeah. No one would care. And that's where Ted Phillips wants to be, I believe. Ownership doesn't want to be in the middle of this, right? Yeah. They want to know that the, the right people are in place and you go go do what you need to do. And the only reason I bring that up, I, I bring that up because I, I, I played for, you know, when I played for Pat Bowling with the Denver yep. Broncos, Pat, Mr. Bowling didn't worry about, you know, what was going on as far as the general manager was concerned and the head coach. That wasn't – he'd show up on Fridays, got his flip-flops on, comes out, he's got his golf – got his golf club sitting in the, the, the right seat of his Porsche, and he's going to play golf. He's just coming to see how the team's doing. But that's what you want to be if you're an owner. So you Absolutely. have to make sure you hire the right people to be able to get that result. That is the exact way to say it. You need to put the right people in place to run your organization. After that, everything else falls in line. He's Howard Griffith. I'm Jeff Meller. Again, 312-332-3776. We're here until about 1230 tonight taking your phone calls after another debacle on national television. Let's try Michael, who's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Michael, you're on the Bears postgame show, the Miller Lite Bears postgame show. What's up, my man? Hey, guys. Uh, first of all, thank you for taking my call. Um, okay, so I'm a lifelong Bears fan, and uh, I'm 43 years old, so I've been watching the Bears my entire life. Uh, I have given up on the Bears a long time ago, and I've listened to you guys every day talk about divorcing the team. No, I'm going to stick around. 
hey, that, that first offensive drive, it was the first time this season that I can remember where I had a little bit of hope. And you guys need to look <laughs> on the bright side here because I have been down and in the dumps, and that game, as bad of a blowout as it was, there were some bright sides. Now, we know that first interception that Trubisky threw, I'm not a quarterback, but I play Madden, and I know when my cornerback and my safety are hanging out deep on the same <laughs> side of the field, I don't play uh, square. I don't yeah. play square when my receiver is running to that deep route to that side of the field. So he's got some things to learn. But, hey, I'd rather see that than a freaking punt because you know what? Green Bay got the ball on the 20-yard line, and they had to no. drive the whole field. So that's better than three Cordell Patterson oh. sweeps and a punt where they get the ball on the 45-yard line. So there, And, hey, guess what? How many points did the defense score? Zero. How many points did the special team score? Zero. How many points did the offense score? So guess what? When was the last time the offense scored that many points? I don't know. You tell uh, me. It's been a long time. Ooh, Michael, ooh, Michael, you are one hell of an optimist, let me tell you. Yes. You have you are seeing the rosiness and everything there, Howard. Uh, go ahead. I'll let you react first to, to that. I, I don't know where – I don't – listen, I, I mean, it's fair to, to be able to see, you know, the positives that are going on, but that wasn't what we were sold at the beginning of the year. This isn't a team that it's, it's supposed to look good. Right in, in a blowout. Well, let's find some positive in the positives in this blowout. This is a team that couldn't get anything going. I mean, seriously, you know yeah. where Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the pocket. You know what you need to do uh, to get to him, and they couldn't do it. So you know, I, I get that. You know, there's still you know some hope, glimmer of hope that you can go out and have a good team, and you can go out and continue to get better. But this isn't how you build a winner. And, and Jeff, you said something really important. It's not about jumping up one year and being able to have a great season. It needs to be sustainable. And the issue with things being sustainable in the National Football League, if you don't have the right people in place, it's not going to be. Because there's always going to be issues because you're not making great decisions. And that's what you got to be able to do. As a as an NFL franchise, as a professional football franchise, you have to be able to put a team together that's going to last some time. And the Bears have, have struggled to do that, to be able to put a great offense, defense, and special teams together. They can mesh together. They can play complementary football. We haven't seen that and I don't know how long. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm, I'm so, you know, sure they, they got down 6 nothing early. There was a missed extra point which, you know, gives you a little bit of positive momentum. And then the Bears go down. And they actually, it was a nice, and it was a nice opening drive by the team. Trubisky put a couple of nice passes together. I'm, I'm sorry, that was actually the uh, Montgomery long run, which set them up in good position. And they actually weren't able to really capitalize on that 57-yard run because ultimately you, you have Trubisky throwing a nice ball to Cole Komet that he can't come down with, he can't hang on to. It, you know, they almost, really, it looked like they were, possibly going to rule it a fumble. They make the right call, but Cole Komet cannot hang on to that ball. Then uh, Trubisky throws on the very next play after that Komet non-catch. Allen Robinson has an opportunity to go ahead and make a play, and he can't hang on to the ball. Again, another difficult play, but, you know, a guy who, again, Allen Robinson, he's the playmaker on this team. When he has an opportunity to come down with a touchdown, you want to see him make that play. And, again, I understand it's not easy, 
But again, he is making the money that he wants, and he wants the big contract that he's asking for to make plays like that to get you started and keep you, you know, matching Aaron Rodgers in a game that you know is going to be at the very, you know, for the Bears was always going to be a very difficult ask to come away with a win in Lambeau Field the way that they've been playing. But you need to get out on the right foot. So for Michael to talk about that being a positive, that drive, I mean, it was a nice, it was a great run by David Montgomery. They blocked it well. But, I mean, come on, you come away with three points, and then before you blink again, there's another touchdown, and you're down 13-3. to And at that point, it truly did feel, you know, like it was fait accompli yet again. It has a lot of aspects of what I refer to as a clown show. (laughs) (laughs) And that is is not in any way indicative of what you want your franchise or your football team to, to be referred to as. And yeah, let me tell you, I've become uh, more uh, aware of clown shows than I ever thought possible over the last few years. Let's try Mitchell in Desplaines. Mitchell, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Well, first of all, let me just give you a, a quick uh, synopsis about reality. For all the sycophants that thought Trubisky was going to be what I call the, uh, the savior, the, you know, the Jesus Christ is going to come back and to save the bears, you saw your day of judgment, you neophytes. You're a bunch of sick offense that ran uh, what I call a foul. And to all those people that I've been telling you for the last seven weeks that Trubisky is never going to give you a, a win in, in, in Green Bay. And not alone, not just Green Bay, but any game. I, I proved it today. What I showed you over the last ten weeks by calling your show specifically is how ineptitude the fact that your, your sick offense callers are, that, that support Trubisky are completely outraged. They're deranged. Because what did you see tonight? What did you see tonight, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Game, Mr. Miller? What did you see tonight? You saw an ineptitude quarterback that had two fumbles. He couldn't have the first time to say the night. And yet, you have the temerity to talk about how great he is. I, listen, you guys, I, I really like your station, but I'm, I'm going to call your judgment card. If you don't honestly come out after this call and talk about the flaws of Trubisky, I honestly question your integrity for the game. And going back to Mr. Uh, Mr. U of I, right? I saw your game in 1990. I saw all those games you played, okay? And let me tell you something real quick, Mr. 1990. Uh, I think that you know exactly where the flaw lies. And if you're going to tell me right now that Trubisky was somehow going to be this magic bullet that was going to make them so much <laughs> superior, you're delusional. And I tell you this right now, you are completely a fraud if you think the opposite. And I guarantee you, I'll give you the analytics and I'll throw it down your throat because what you saw tonight was an embarrassment because in 1980, you sick offense, Vince Evans won 67 61 to 7, because you know why? He had a great offense, and then basically today he was shown basically by Trubisky how ineptitude he was. So please give me your give me your awesome feedback. Give me your sage like you know, background huh? because you know what? I think that you two of you are a bunch of clowns that don't understand analytics. And please give me some reason to justify this wonderful what I call loss because I've been telling you this for what seven uh, weeks. Miller, you're pretty smart, right? And the other guy, Mister Mister Uovai, the runner. I think you should really think about questioning uh, your judgment about analyzed in the bears because I find this to be an abomination and I think it's a bad <laughs> right, thing. Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> All 
<laughs> we, we we get the gist. I appreciate it, Mitchell. All right. Uh, Thank Howard, you, uh, Mitch. Yes. Uh, we, we I love... mean, where do we start, Jeff? Where, where do we start? Again, I don't know how, how many times we need to rehash this. Nobody – I don't think – neither you nor I have ever said that Mitchell Trubisky was by any means the solution, the long-term quarterback for this franchise. I, maybe the last time we were on the air prior to the bye week, when Foles left the final, you know, left the game with a hip injury, I pointed out that, hey, we've seen now the Nick Foles situation unfold. And at this point, paired with this offensive line and this play caller, that, hey, you know what? The idea of going Mitch, back to Mitchell Trubisky at 5-5 five and five seemed like a palatable solution to me. And it's not a good solution by any means, Howard. I, I never said, hey, this is going to be the reason the Bears are going to make a run to the playoffs. All I've said is that with this offensive line and with what Matt Nagy has shown you at this point, I, I don't need to see any more of Nick Foles. Like, you know, fine. You want to you sidle up next to Nick Foles? Go for it, Mitchell. Be my guest. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I, personally, I don't want either guy. I'm not following either guy into battle, much less. You know what I mean? So do what you got to do. I'm just I'm assessing what is the current state of the Bears roster. And when I look at Trubisky and I look at Foles, I don't think Mitch is any Mitch is any good. Of course not. But at the same time, Nick Foles, the last few got times we've seen him out there, it's been trash as well. So yeah, they're it, both a bad situation. Yeah. So if you got two quarterbacks, you say you got two, you got none. Um, so and that's what has been proven here. We've seen it. Neither one of us has said that either one is a great quarterback. And, and, and it's a long-term solution. And you, we've been very clear about that. We've yeah, and I think very that's... clear about that. And I think that's the part that, that Mitch seems to miss is that he wants to give his great takes, what I truly enjoy, outside of the name-calling. But, you know, it, I understand and I get it. But at the end of the day, you know, the Bears are who they are. You can't. You can't change a team in the middle of the season. This is not, you know, uh, AAU basketball or, yeah. or whatever. You, you can't do that. Once you make a decision, you've gone down that road, you're stuck with that team. So if you make bad decisions, as far as coaching and general managers, that's what you got to deal with. And that's what we're dealing with right now when you talk about the Chicago Bears. Yeah, Mitchell's been fighting the Mitch Trubisky battle. I think he feels a personal affront for all Mitches out there. He feels like Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> has given them a bad name, and he he takes it personally. I've been I was one of the early adopters saying, "Hey, look, Mitch Trubisky." I wasn't sold even when they went to the playoffs. I still wanted to see more from him. So I like again, but it, we've done that. We've beaten our heads into the wall over Mitch Trubisky so long now. The question is, where where are we going with this team? I think that's the bigger question, and that's what we're talking about with you. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Plenty of time for your phone calls tonight. Get in early though, because we're gonna have we're gonna hear from Matt Nagy, and I want to hear from him early tonight because I want to hear what he had to say about this disaster. I believe Jeff Dickerson's gonna check in as well around eleven thirty-five tonight. So we're here for you though. Get your calls in early. We'll get to him as soon as we can right after this short break. The ESPN One Thousand Post Game Show returns after these. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN One Thousand. This is Chicago's home for sports. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite postgame show is back. Talk Bears with us on ESPN 1000 and the new ESPN Chicago app. 
was awful. It was bad. I stopped taking notes. I usually take notes throughout the game, Howard. I stopped taking notes after uh, there was a missed call by the referees <laughs> when when Kevin King chose to throw a punch at Darnell Mooney. He missed. And then on the, I believe, the very next play, Zadarius Smith had a face mask that the refs missed that resulted in the uh, fumble six. And at that point, I was uh, I was done because the game was out of hand and it was just another beating on national television for the Bears at the hands of the Packers. Yeah, it wasn't even close. You talk about those 15 points they got in the, the fourth quarter. Who who really cares? I mean, this this game was was in hand much longer, much earlier than that. And, you know, they had no answers. Yeah. Uh, let's see if the callers have any answers for us because uh, at this point, we if Matt and we'll see if Matt Nagy has any for us. He'll uh, we'll hear from him at the top of the hour here at eleven o'clock. Let's try Kevin in Elmhurst. Kevin, you're on the Miller Lite post game show with Howard Griffith, and Jeff Miller. What's going on, Kevin? Hey, I just wanted to say real quick, um, those holding calls on the Bears. Are you kidding me? I mean, Khalil Mack is getting held every play, and they call the Bears for holding. That's ridiculous. And then on top of that, I do not blame the defense for giving up. They have, they have hung in there so long. And then they just deal with the offense for so much, and they just hang in there. So I don't blame them for giving up in this game. Thanks. Yeah, hey, Kevin, Kevin, I, I got exactly what you're saying, because it, it's going to happen over time. When you talk about having a defense out on the field, trying to compete and trying to, to hang in there, they're going to run across an offense that is just clicking on all cylinders, which they did tonight, and, and is really not going to have a lot of answers, which is why if you don't have complementary offense that can, can play with that, you're, you're going to have issues all year long. And that's what we've seen. We've seen an offense that, that has been inconsistent, the inability to run, the inability to uh, be disciplined as far as penalties are concerned. And it's just been a problem that we've seen all year long. He is Howard Griffith, two-time Super Bowl champ. I am Jeff Meller. This is the Miller Lite Bears postgame show here on ESPN 1000. Again, we're here with you for two hours after every Bears game, breaking it down with you, the fans. Let's try one more before we break here and go to Nick in Jefferson Park. Nick, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, my man? Hey, Nick. Oh, sorry. I was getting uh, Mitch some water. He was foaming at the mouth. Uh, <laughs> he was. Sorry about that. Hey, guys. No, I listen to you guys every week. I, I called about a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to say much about Mitch or uh, Nick Folds. I, I think that's kind of set for itself. I do know that Detroit let Matt Patricia go in their GM. So I don't know. Uh, I think that's the next step. To, to put some fire under some of these people's belts to let everybody know that, well, they're easily replaceable. Uh, and regarding play tonight, I think defense didn't do too well. The offense is what it is, but I enjoy listening to you guys. Thanks. Thanks so much for the call. I mean, you know, listen, and it goes back to what the expectations are, right? It's not about people having to, to work under the pressures of whether or not, you know, they make the right decisions. You know, if, if they make the wrong decision, they're going to be fired. It, it, it's about knowing what the expectations are. And the expectations are from the fan base is to be a team that can compete in the playoff. Dungy confirmed my suspicions on NBC tonight 
Howard. That was just uh, at that point. I mean, you know, at that point, if you're not going to try, I really don't want to watch and, and and take copious notes because, you know, if you're not if you're not giving an effort, I, I don't have any anything in it to to evaluate your play. And understand now, Tony Dungy isn't calling people out. That's not his mo. That's not what, who he. Yeah, no, I we, we I know I'm with you completely, Howard. Is it, you know Tony Dungy is one of the one of those guys who you know is is you know the last thing he he does is gonna call somebody out because that like you just said that is not his mo. Tony Dungy, the last thing he's going to do is put someone on blast on national television, and you could almost see he you know he probably didn't even want to say that. He just looked at the replay as he was trying to talk about the line making an, the uh, the Packers offensive line putting together a nice blocking scheme on that play. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you know, he finds himself in the, oh, he, he can't even hide it on tape. Like, that is some disastrous tackling. And, oh, by the way, yes, that just looks like the Bears giving up. You know what I mean, yeah, Howard? It does because it's difficult, right? It's difficult yeah. when, you, when you watch a team go out and perform. And, listen, he's watched those. No. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, let's. Uh, we're going to clean up Howard's line a little bit there. While we do that, though, I want the fans and listeners out there to hear from Matt Nagy because I'm very anxious to hear his thoughts about tonight's debacle at Lambeau Field after a 41 to 25 defeat at the hands of the Packers. I, uh, you know, just not, not the way that we wanted this thing to go in regards to the game. Um, you know, really in, in, in all three phases, I thought it started off at the beginning of the game with them having the long drive and, and ending it with a touchdown. Uh, that's not how you want to start. But um, for us to then get the ball back and go down there and, and have a couple plays and have a five-play drive and have it stall into three points instead of a touchdown. But, again, that's football. So how can we recover from that? How can we uh, um, get stops on defense? And then, and then be able to, to get in a rhythm and get touchdowns uh, on offense. And obviously that didn't happen. Uh, and I just felt like they, uh, they got after us the entire game from the first quarter to the very end. And um, that, that's, that's, uh, that's basically where we're at right now. And talk to the guys in the locker room afterwards. And um, there's, there's guys that care. I think that's what's important to us. But they, they care and they know that, that we got to do it on the field. It's not about what we say. Matt, are you concerned about your job after a loss like this? And if not, how do you defend where the team is at right now? No, I'm not. I, I just think that right now with our team that, you know, this is the stuff through the, the season that you go through. And it's, it's about fighting adversity. It's about building cultures and staying together. And that's where we're at. And so that's what, that's what I do. That's what our coaches do. That's what our players do. We stick together and um, we understand where we're at and, and that, when you have games like this, you got to figure out, you got to soul search and you got to be able to stop the bleeding. And, um, you know, there's a couple of directions you can go, but, uh, you know, my job as a leader is to make sure that they understand that. And obviously the last five weeks has been extremely difficult. It's not fun. Um, and, and because we all want to win and we know that, but, uh, the, the one reason why I'm here is is to fight and to lead. And that's that's what I think is most important during these times. And when you go through these times, uh, how do you respond? And I think that's the test of true character. Matt, what did you think of uh, Mitch's pick in the end zone and on the shot play there? And I'm also curious with the fumble. Did he let the holding on the previous play 
bother him uh, on the following play? I don't think so. Uh, you know, the the shot into the end zone where they he Mooney got bumped a little bit and uh, not, not pass interference, but he got bumped and the safety made a good play over the top. And it was a shot that we took. Um, and you know, he, they, they made a, they made a good play on defense. And, and so sometimes that's what happens in this game, but I don't think that it, that it, uh, affected the next play per se. And, but that's those type of deals right there. When you're playing a really good offense, like we are, you know, the, the turnovers are, you, you know, you just can't have those. Matt, how would you assess this game from Mitch just kind of on first pass with some of the, the, the ups and downs that he had today? Yeah, um, I got to go back and, and see exactly some of the, the progressions in the reads where we were. I, I thought early on, uh, I really, you know, his eyes were going where my eyes were going, it, which is good. And, and you, he's going to where you want to go. And then the game kind of before you know it, uh, you know, after we, we were at 17, uh, you know, down 17. And, and then before you know it, you're down more. And now it becomes a one-dimensional game, and they know you're throwing. And so that's where I have to go back and just look at the progressions. But the turnovers for us is what we can't have. I just go back to the fast start is down in that red zone, um, being able to come away with a touchdown there uh, would have been, you know, really big for us. And to be able to, you know, take the lead and go up 7-6, but instead we stalled with a field goal. Matt, you moved uh, a bunch of guys around on the offensive line tonight. You had Leno. For, I guess two questions. One, looked like Leno was struggling with the toe a little bit. And then two, what went into a whole bunch of moving parts on the offensive line? Well, again, just trying to figure out what's best, you know, Brad, for, for us as a unit with where those guys at, are at specifically. Um our guys there are really trying their, their damnedest to, to fit and to, to play as hard as they can. And I know Leno um, was was really battling since that happened in the middle of the week to be able to do everything he can to, to get back for this game. And and so uh, I give him credit for that. But uh, we, we were keeping a keen eye on it as well just to make sure that it wasn't becoming a liability. But the rest of the guys uh, up front there, I, I'll have to go back and see, you know, with the calls that we made and the one-on-ones that we had, uh, in it, any of the breakdowns there. But uh, for the most part, biggest thing, Brad, is that we're just trying to to find that lineup between injuries and everything else that's going on, the best lineup that fits to where we can um, really, you know, do well in the run game and then protect in the pass game. Hey, Matt, I know it's Aaron Rodgers and, and you guys were without a keen, but, but how, you know, are you processing that after a bye, you know, with everybody, you know, refreshed, that that was kind of the defensive performance that, that occurred tonight? Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, that that's probably one of the the most disappointing disappointing parts is just that, um, just how that kind of went for the, for most of the game. And but but uh, uh, because against a quarterback like that, I think when you run the ball almost forty times, thirty nine rushes, uh, and you're you know you have a couple guys that have almost 20, 20 rushes per guy and almost a hundred yards, they're they're getting some uh, they're getting some yards there on the run, and you kind of felt that early on, and so. Um, that's where, again, our, our team has been relying on our defense and they're not going to always play perfect. And, but today just, it was one of those ones where, um, again, that, that third and goal to start, start the game, that third and goal, they, he found, um, found Adams for a touchdown and they had a third and 20 later in the game and just running the ball. So I know our guys are, are, um, are frustrated about that on defense and are, are, uh, 
are, are not happy about it. Hey man, the effect with, you know, Goldman already out, the loss of Hicks was kind of a backbreaker. What did you think of his impact? You know, the loss, you know, the losing him had on top of everything else for your defense in this game. I know Rodgers makes a difference, but still he's Akeem's a big part of your defense. Sure. No, I mean, obviously you guys all know, and we know, um, you know, what type of player that Akeem is and where he's at and what he's been for this, for this defense. And, and so, but at the same point in time, uh, it gives an opportunity for other guys to step up and uh, that's, that's their job as players. That's our job as coaches is to, you know, coach them as best as we can and then have them executed. And I just felt like today um, you really could feel uh, the middle of our defense which is going to affect some of the linebacker play, right? Because they're going to get up to the second level. And, and, and so then they hit a couple big plays on us. And overall, though, uh, again, when you're going up against Aaron Rodgers, you got to be able to certainly stop the run and then not, not give him big plays. Hey, Matt, uh, in, in the second half, uh, it seemed like tackling was, was an issue um, probably throughout the game. But it, it, after the Packers' last touchdown, Tony Dungy even said on the broadcast, that that is the Bears' defense basically giving up here. So I guess my question is just: what, Were you were you happy with the effort throughout the game, and did tackling kind of become an issue there as the game wore on? Yeah, I just I felt like uh, the tackling there as the game went on, um, you know, got sloppy, and and that that's kind of what what happens when when they're being able to have successful runs and you're, you're trying to make tackles and stop them for, you know, short gains on first down. And I'll never question our guys quitting. That's not one thing that I'll ever agree with anybody um, with, with guys quitting. So I would disagree with that. Um, But our, our, you know, was the fundamentals of the tackling. uh, Could it be better? Sure. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, But again, that's, that's uh, that's something that our players have to dig down deep and say enough's enough. And and obviously we we players and coaches didn't didn't do that tonight. Matt, you you guys have talked a bunch throughout this losing streak about you know soul searching and finding out who you are. As these losses sort of string together, what gives you confidence that people you know the team still buy into the message as much as you want them to? Just because of who we are in our building and the stuff that we've been through. Um, you know, I, I really, I just, I believe in these guys. I believe in every one of them, players and coaches. And this is just uh, right now a very, very difficult time that we're going through. Uh, forget all the other stuff off the field, but on the field, this is an extreme challenge. Um, if you don't, as a head coach, um, if, if if this doesn't bother you or if this doesn't, um, you know, affect you, then you better make sure that everybody understands that it needs to affect them. And our guys understand because of the team messaging that we have and where we're at, how hard it is. This is this, it's hard to win in this league. And when you lose and you lose five in a row, you, you are, you are getting challenged big time. And what's easy to do the easy way is to, is to just start pointing fingers and just saying, it's not my fault. That's what the, that's what it's easy to do. And, um, Unfortunately, there's too many right now. There's a lot to do that. And, and so we're not. And we're going to fight. And um, I thought that, uh, you know, again, our, our message in that locker room at the very end, and that's going to keep it internal with us, is, uh, was good, was very good. And, and so we're not going to point fingers. We're not going to blame. We're going we're gonna to line up and play the next game that they allow us to play. 
and we freaking go and and we fight for each other. That's all we're going to do. We're not going to be negative. We're not going to be down. We understand and we're we're frustrated. We're pissed off. We're angry. We got every feeling. Trust me, every feeling that that you have, we have. And uh, but we got to fix it. It's it, that's and we got to do it on the football field. Uh, we got to do it on the field. And so this is where you rely on your leaders to 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 do it. And and you know it's less talk and more action. Uh, but the again the people that you bring in here times like this is when you rely on them. And that's where I have ultimate trust in our guys. Yes, I coach. Um, overshadowed in a lot of this was a pretty good performance by David Montgomery. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I thought David ran really hard. I thought the line blocked well for him. Um, that's not anything that, you know, Dave, David's a hard runner now. He's a, he, he cares immensely about this game. Uh, he's going to give it every, every ounce that he has. And you felt that today. So, um, you know, with, with, with that is, uh, belief in, in knowing that he plays hard and that he believes in us. And, and again, we just got to keep plugging away and, uh, and fight. That's all we can do is fight for one another. Will they continue to fight for each other? But it really is meaningless if you continue to lose games because ultimately that is what people determine whether or not you keep your job. And, you know, Matt Nagy there mentioned um, he believes that the message hasn't been lost because of the stuff, quote, that we've been through. Howard, I, I mean, honestly, that's, that's, that just comes off sounding very hollow to me because what they've been through, I mean, right now they're in it. This is the worst it's ever been under Matt Nagy. And he really, and you know, there hasn't been much adversity until this season. If you really want to look at it, like last season was kind of a, you know, they, they get, he got a whole lot of leeway because he was coming off a very successful rookie season campaign as a head coach, you know? So there was, a, I think a lot of people gave him a whole lot of leeway. Now we're in it, not through it. And I, you know, it's just, kind of getting worse at this point yeah it, it, and this is really you know from from a coaching standpoint he's looking for the positives he's trying to stay positive he's trying to keep his team focused and he doesn't want to address the elephant in the room and really what that elephant is is you're not doing a very good job of getting your team prepared uh to to go out and compete and you can sit there as we have done and said well they don't have the quarterback they don't have an offensive line the defense has been on the field too long. But at the end of the day, that all falls at the feet of the guy in the corner office, just the head coach. And if he can't get it done, something needs to change. And they've already changed play calling, right? We, we, we've gotten away from that. Someone else is calling the plays. But we're getting the same results. So, you know, there's an issue here that has to be fixed. And, you know, the question is, are, is management ownership, excuse me, willing to make the necessary changes to get this franchise back on the right track that it deserves to be on? Yeah. Uh, and all right, we got plenty more to unpack here. We will continue to react to Matt Nagy's comments. And we're also going to take plenty of your calls. I do wonder, you know, if uh, things don't change quickly, there's going to be no choice for ownership. They're going to make it uh, – Matt Nagy now has – they have five games remaining to figure it out, and it starts next week against the Lions, and we will continue to do, talk about that. We'll also hear from Jeff Dickerson here shortly on ESPN 1000. Move. 
More of the ESPN 1000 postgame show is coming up on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. ESPN 1000 Miller Lite postgame show is back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. It's third and goal. Trubisky throws it in zone. And Robinson goes up. Did he have possession? No. Is pulled out of there. Incomplete. Kevin King, one of those terrific corners, was there in coverage. And that incompletion is your Harry's Razors. Close call of the game. Brought to you, of course, by Harry's Razors. Created to be a little bit different. Honestly priced and made with integrity. Go see for yourself. At harrys.com. Fine folks over at Harry's. I always uh, mentioned that I enjoy their face balm as well as the razors. Great products. So check them out. Yeah, that was uh, at that point when Allen Robinson failed to come down with that ball in the end zone. It forced Cairo Santos to kick a 27-yard field goal. That made the game 6-3. to three, And that's as close as the Bears would get the remainder of the game, Howard, because it got out of hand fast afterwards. Uh, the Packers come right back down, score a touchdown. And then, you know, we haven't spent a ton of time on it, but then on the next possession, 13 to three, Mitch tosses up an arm punt at, uh, at the Green Bay 38 on first down, no less first and 10. They try a, a play action pass to Darnell Mooney, who is double covered. And as one of our callers earlier in the show mentioned, he plays Madden a lot, and he knows not to throw the ball in that spot. Conversely, if you look, there's a play in the third quarter where Aaron Rodgers had Alan Lazard in a similar situation. Now, they weren't near the end zone, but it was, you know, it was 30, 40 yards down the field, and Lazard was really not in position to make a play because he was being bracketed. And sure enough, Rodgers throws the ball towards him in his direction, but he puts the ball in a spot where if Alan, if Alan Lazard isn't going to catch it, there's no chance in hell any of the Bears defenders are going to be anywhere near it. That's right. what you do on those plays. If it's not mm-hmm. a catchable ball, put it in a spot where either your receiver has no chance to make it, but nobody does, or, you know, just put it put it out of play incomplete. Be, live to fight the next play on when it's first down. Yeah, yeah. Quarterback play has not not been a strong suit of the franchise. I mean, and, and particularly this year, and you know, it, it's it, it's so obvious. It, it's so clear, particularly when you play against a guy like Rodgers, who is so seasoned. And and that's not to say that he doesn't make some bad decisions or some bad throws, but there's such a difference when you're watching him play. Is that when he releases the ball, you're like, oh, good things are going to happen. When the Bears quarterbacks release the ball, you hold your breath. Yeah. And again, like I don't even expect the, you know, the fantastic plays, but it's even the 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 errors that you make, it's like they're maddening because it's again at first and ten and you're in double coverage and the two Packers defenders are the only ones near the ball and Darnell Mooney can't even play defender on that play. Or Mitch Trubisky on third down. And when he gets out of the pocket and he decides he doesn't have anyone to throw to, instead of throwing the ball away out of bounds, no, he steps out of bounds for a three-yard loss. I mean, again, 
it's in that's insignificant in the grand scheme of things. But after watching Mitchell Trubisky now for you know four years, I, I, I it drives me crazy that he will step out of bounds when he can just like how many times do you need to do this where you can't just throw it out of bounds? Like don't yeah. lose the three yards. Again, it may it may be meaningless, but hell, it might not. It might actually come down to meaning something. Absolutely. It, oh, they're little places. Frustrating. Yep. Uh, let's try Dave, who's in Bolingbrook. Dave, thanks for your patience, my man. Hey, how, how, how are you doing, Jeff and Howard? Great. Good. Hey, I, I was just going to say, Howard, I, I don't know. I think you're sticking up for the defense, but what I think cost the game was the first quarter. I mean, that defense just got shredded. I mean, what are you going to do? I, I think it was two, maybe three scores. In that first quarter, I mean, how, how how's the team going to win, come back and win a game like that? The defense played poorly today. Yeah, and, and, and Dave, listen, I, I, I'm not taking up for the defense, but, but I think what ends up happening is, is over the course of the year, you know, you know what the defense is ultimately going to be able to do, but there are going to be games like this. There are going to be games when you play a Hall of Fame quarterback Mm-hmm. And, and things aren't going to work out for you. I mean, there that's going to happen. And you need your offense to be able to give you time to recover and to be able to make the adjustments you need to make on the sidelines. And when you can't get a team or get your offense to be able to sustain drives, it causes problems. No, by no means am I – Am I allowing the, the defense to, to be a scapegoat in this or, or to, to get a pass in this? But, you know, this is, this is not just about the all. This is a total team collapse from top to bottom and, and something that, that needs to be fixed and needs to be fixed relatively quickly as far as this season is concerned. And now I'm kind of shifting toward the offseason. That is your two-time Super Bowl champ, Howard Griffith. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Bears post-game show, brought to you, of course, by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. J.D. is standing by, so we'll get to him right after this. The ESPN 1000 post-game show returns after these. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. 